Joe Cowley calls out Acme, the Bulls' front office, over their draft history since taking over the Chicago Bulls. We're also going to talk about some of the biggest concerns surrounding Daylon Terry after some league going into the season. And then lastly, we're also going to jump into the mailbag. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. Now, getting into the content for today, I do want to talk about one of this article from Joe Cowley talking about the Bulls draft history. And while I don't always agree with Joe Cowley, I don't like I, I, I think he's a bit of a hack at times. But I do, uh, you know, sometimes agree with his articles and he is tapped in. He's been with the Chicago Sun-Times for a while. And this article was really kind of mind opening in a lot of ways. And yes, it was what it could have should have, which is always going to be played, especially comes to draft. Right there. there very rarely does any team not have a player that they could look at and say, well, hell, if we would have drafted this player, look at how things would have been different. It, it, it factors into most draft selections of the draft, even if for teams that do get solid players. But it is a little bit even more concerning when it comes down to what's going on with the Chicago Bulls in this case, right? And so looking at this article, it really breaks down and gives grades over the Bulls four drafts since AK has taken over. And they start off, of course, in 2020 with Patrick Williams and also getting Marco Simonovic in the second round. And so he graded that as a C, but then when you look at some of the players that were drafted after that, right, after that area, that's where it starts getting a little bit more concerning as well. Everybody knows and has made the point of the Tyrese Halliburton and how different this team could have looked had the Bulls drafted Halliburton at that spot rather than drafting um, Patrick Williams. And, you know, that's always going to be something that's around, right? Keep in mind, had the Bulls drafted Halliburton, not had it, then sign Lonzo Ball, um, you know, with that money, that money could have went elsewhere. And then maybe at that point, you get a point guard around Laurie Marketing. Maybe he gets the most out of Laurie. Like, of course, those questions are always, always, always going to be there. And you have to, you know, pay some respect to that. And the fact of the matter is, is while Patrick Williams, I still think, has a lot of upside, especially defensively and as the shooting comes around, you know, it, 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 it'd be, I'd be remiss and not being honest if I did not look, say that I have not thought about what a – what uh, uh, the difference would have looked like with having Halliburton there instead of Patrick Williams. Like, it's it's one of the biggest draft what-ifs in Chicago Bulls' recent history, for sure, right? And, you know, we'll see. Patrick Williams, you know, especially, like, does he win the starting job? I have a video out on that from last week, like, asking, is Patrick Williams even going to, you know, be the starting power forward? I think he should, and I hope that he comes in with the mindset to get that. But at the end of the day, you, you, you have some worries about that. And Patrick Williams was the first draft selection by this new front office. And while I'm not down on Pat, I'm not, gonna, I'm not one of those guys who's going to try to write the story and say, oh, Pat Williams is not this. He's never going to be this. He's a 21-year-old kid who is still figuring it out. But that is part of what the, why, why we have those problems. And some people look at it as what they do is that, hey, it's a big still what if. What if he's going to lock that aggression? What if he starts being more consistent? What if he starts taking more shots? Things like that. There's a lot of things that go into where Patrick Williams is. A lot of it's on him and his mentality, and some of it is on how he's used as well and having a coaching staff that has not really prioritized his development. So, you know, that's how I kind of look at it. Now, when it comes to Io DeSumo, I think they did a damn good job at Io DeSumo. I know that it's like Bulls fans have really turned around on Io uh, you know, uh, you know, since, you know, he had a, a down sophomore year, 
But at the end of the day, I listen, the way it is is that I, I look at Io, most second-round picks don't make. And with Io, we got a player who in his rookie year was one of the best guard defenders in the league. Now, yes, he stepped down. And shout-out to local Bulls fan as well. Y'all go and check him out on Twitter. He had this whole thread talking about, like, Io DeSumo's numbers and how, you know, they weren't as bad as what people would think. But, again, you still have to pair the stats with watching the game. And Io's confidence seems like it definitely took a hit over the course of the season. And so hopefully Io, you know, he gets that confidence back. He gets used in a more natural role to him. I think coming off the bench, especially if he learns to be that change of pace point guard, setting the tone defensively, could definitely help him a lot. But hey, I don't I don't really look at, at players that went after Io as being too hugely above him either. I do think that the shortcoming with Io Desumu is only giving him a two-year deal to where now we're dealing we're dealing with him in restricted free agency this early on, and he may take the qualifying offer and hit back to restricted free agency next year. Next up, Dalen Terry, 2002 pick, taking 18th overall. And, of course, if you guys go back and look at my draft coverage over that time, I was extremely high on Walker Kessler. I was extremely high on him, and that's not revisionist history. It's out there in the ether. Please go and look at it. I thought that Walker Kessler would have been the perfect pick for the Chicago Bulls um, being at that number 18 spot, especially considering he went 22nd four spots later. You could have developed your starting uh, center of the future. Who knows? We would have even spent the money to retain Nikola Vucevic this year. Yes, Walker Kessler is not the scorer Vuce is. Walker Kessler is a hell of a defender, shot blocker, um, and rebounder. He's he's more traditional in that sense, but even how he can de- defend in the pick and roll, right? How he can also attack in the pick and roll. I like that a lot. I like what Walker Kessler brings. Uh, in Joe Cowley's interview, he also brings out Nikola Jovic as well, not Jokic, Jovic, and Jaden Hardy, who also went after Dalen Terry. Jaden Hardy, who, who definitely has the scoring potential that Dalen Terry doesn't, right, or has not shown. And then um, as far as Nikola Jovic, I, I like him a lot. He's an extremely raw prospect, too. I do think that Bulls fans would also right now be kind of, you know, questioning what his NBA future is like they're doing Dalen Terry. But those are all fair selections. Now, again, this is not to say that Dalen Terry still can't turn into a hell of a player. Actually, in the next segment, we're going to talk about Dalen Terry's summer league. But, again, another thing that you can point to and say, hey, they didn't necessarily, at least right now on paper. Keep, and keep in mind, with all these things that I'm talking about, this is right now with where we stand. A player hits a leap, a player progresses, it could drastically change the outlook of it. And that's why drafts should, I don't feel like we should write the story completely on drafts one, two years, in some cases even three, four years after a draft selection because you want to see how they progress over time. Dalen Terry has not gotten to play a lot of NBA minutes. We'll see what he does defensively, but we'll be talking about him in the next segment, so I'm not going to spend a lot on that. And then next up, Julian Phillips. In this year's draft, you trade it up, you get Julian Phillips. Um, you didn't have a draft pick. I still, I love the upside. Julian Phillips flashing that, that shooting. It's still, he's, he's, he's shown a lot as far as, you know, going, what shooting what he shot from three-point range, considering that was his biggest problem, the way that he can dunk, the way that he rebounds, especially offensively. I like the Julian Phillips one, but of course you got Bulls fans like Oscar, who we have a voicemail on asking, should the Bulls have went with Imani Bates? I actually have a video on that as well. I got videos on everything on this channel, so make sure you guys, if you think of a Bulls concept, I probably got a video on it. But with that said, the Bulls, yes, they have had questions around their drafting, right? And the players that they've drafted have been very raw talents that don't come in and have not really hit the level of progression that we've hoped to see yet. And the Bulls, with a development plan and now hopefully having a development coach, goes a, a bit further now with the, the talents that they've selected. But I think it's fair to question 
hey, it's the it's the aspect of how they drafted one of the biggest things holding the Chicago Bulls back so far, right? So, again, I wanted to talk about the article because I thought it was an interesting one, and especially from somebody who I don't even usually like them as a writer, I still thought that was a fairly interesting article. I still say this, let's, let's stop trying to write the stories on players too early on, but there's enough there to say, hey, how different would this Bulls team look, even with the DeMar, the Zach, the Zach Levine of it all, things like that, how we made a couple of different decisions on draft night than what we made. Maybe not every single one, but draft nights are always going to be woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's always going to be kind of told in hindsight. And one of those players that we just talked about was Dalen Terry. And so now looking at Dalen Terry and the performance that he gave in summer league, averaging in summer league 12.6 points per game, five rebounds, 3.6 assists, almost two steals per game. That was Dalen Terry's summer league. And those numbers don't seem too bad for a player that you expect to come off the bench. But again, of course, in Summer League, he was the guy basically for most of those Summer League games. He was outshined by Javon Freeman Liberty. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. And while I don't think good or bad you should read too much in the summer league. It's kind of the things that are working on. Dalen Terry's already talked about he was in summer league to get up shots, to get reps in, right? And so once you hear that, it kind of puts a different perspective on it, I think, in fairness. But there's also enough fairness to worry about his scoring ability. And that's the biggest thing with him. 33% he went from field goal range overall, 34% from three-point range. That's not good enough. Now, Dalen Terry did have this to say. I got here playing defense. My defensive ability hasn't dropped. I definitely like my defense on both marquee players uh, and matchups. Talking about Grady Dick and Jake uh, LaRivia. He talked about that. He says, like, he's also said this. I felt like I took the challenge. I feel like that's what gets me on the floor. And then other things keep me on the floor. Making the right decisions. Hitting open shots. Being a good teammate. Playing with energy. It's not just one thing. Being versatile keeps you on the floor and makes you a player in this league. And he's not wrong. Everybody doesn't have to score to be an effective player in this league. Hell, we have one on our team in Alice Caruso. Now, I will say this. Dalen Terry has to work on that shot. He's going to get open shots if he plays. Because one thing, even in my critique of Billy Donovan as a coach, we generate open looks for players. We do. Now, you had some players that passed up those open looks. or just weren't effective shooters in Javante Green at times. Alice Caruso passes up shots at times. We generate open shots. And that is why bringing in the players like a Javon Carter, like a Torrey Craig, who are not going to shy away from taking those open shots and probably hit them, could really change the Bulls' offense considerably. But Dalen Terry, Summer League, like there's enough reason there to be concerned. Now, again, concerned, let's put that in perspective. When I say concerned about Dalen Terry, I mean, hey, how much does he, more does he need to work on that shot? But his role, keep in mind, his role is not going to be scoring. It's just not going to be when he initially gets minutes for this team. But if the Bulls, who do 
probably need a little bit of a scoring punch at times, especially off the bench. Either Kobe has to be way more consistent, kind of offset the lack of scoring that's going to come from a player like Dalen Terry, or the Bulls team has to get be one of those teams that gets out in transition, plays well, and gets easy buckets because Dalen Terry in transition is going to get players like Andre Drummond open. It's going to get easy looks for players like Patrick Williams. It's going to help get Kobe White open at three. That's how he can affect the offense. That shooting was always the rawest thing with him coming into the league, but you would hope to see a little bit more progression on it. I think his shot mechanics have improved, but you need to see a better success rate. And Dalen Terry, it's, it's not wrong to expect a player in their second year to come in to summer league and kind of look like they're above the competition. As much as Bulls fans have the doubt around Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams did come into and have my lights on did come into his second summer league looking like he was a player in the second season of his career. So, you know, the concern around Dalen is valid in some ways. In some ways, it was a little bit overblown as well. And I think that he's a 21-year-old player, and it's going into his second year. Hasn't even played his second year yet. Didn't play a lot of minutes last season. He's still getting up a rookie number of reps. Now, one could say at some point, AK has to draft somebody who has a ready-made skill that you trust, but is Billy Donovan going to draft them, right? But we'll end up seeing. I, I still think the world of Patrick of uh, Dalen Terry, I still think he has a hell of an upside as well. We just got to see if that's actually going to come out in Dalen Terry. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the next one. Uh, the last topic for today is actually a voicemail. This one's from Oscar. Hey, hey it's Oscar here, man. What's going on? Bro, I, I follow a couple pages on, on social media, like basketball stuff. And there's one specific one, Ball Don't Stop. And he put up a video. Showing like Amani Bates, man, this kid is the real deal, man. Like I told you when he got when we passed on him, legit three level scorer. And after watching all our summer league games, Julian Phillips, yes, he's an athlete. Yes, he can jump out the gym. Yes, he can scratch his knees standing up. Doesn't make him a basketball player, man. Like we're still waiting four years later for Patrick Williams to make good on the promise of his athletic profile and what he could potentially be four years later. Man, I really hope we, we need to, that the Bulls start changing their, their, their philosophy and, uh, and their scouting and start looking at legit at basketball players, man. Athletes, uh, you know, basketball players are athletes, but not all athletes are basketball players. Like, how many guys have we seen come in the league, you know, hyped out of college because they could jump out the gym and 360 and all this and never make it, man. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I see it. A couple years down the line, we're, gonna, we're still going to be, Julian Phillips is going to be in the Windy City Bulls, working on his jump shot, and Amani Bates is going to be in the league, getting many, meaningful minutes, scoring 20 a night off the bench, or maybe in a starter role. And we're going to be asking, man, what if? Like, this, this to me gives me Draymond vibes, man. Yo, you can't pass up on basketball players for potential athlete and that's what i think we did we passed up on a legit ball player for the potential of an athlete developing into a ball player and it's just man i don't i don't i just it's crazy to me man let me know what you think okay amani bates and oscar here's the thing there's a lot of bulls fans like oscar that literally look at everything why are you even a fan of the team right that's what i think everything can't be wrong everything can't be hindsight amani bates is a second round pick who may have trouble getting on the court yes he has a huge scoring upside. Scoring, I get it, especially as casual fans. And again, that's not even to Oscar. That's not used to be derogatory. But scoring is what gets people casuals in the game. That's the easy, tangible thing. But we've seen, just like you said, we've seen a lot of shoot scorers who fizzled out and didn't have impacts in the league. Amani Bates has scoring upside, absolutely. 
But when you look at his lack of size, his lack of creation off the dribble, his once physical NBA defenders get to him, you have to wonder how he's going to get off that shot. Amani Bates didn't have the hugely most efficient summer league either against that level of competition. He did score better than Dalen Terry, absolutely. But there are two sides of basketball. And so ultimately, I get looking at Amani Bates and thinking, hey, why didn't we do this? We're still waiting on Patrick Wood. Like all that, I hear you. But it, Amani Bates isn't the surefire thing either. And I would honestly say Julian Phillips has more overall NBA upside because, again, NBA play is more than just one side of the ball. And when you look at Julian Phillips and his ability to shoot that looks like it could round out, I would say this. Julian Phillips, as an overall basketball player, defense and offense, to me right now, has a higher upside than Amani Bates. I would trust Julian Phillips to figure out his offense more than I would figure out 170-something pound Imani Bates to figure out how to be an effective defender in the NBA. And so, yes, Imani Bates is probably going to score way more points than Julian Phillips. But we've seen scores not, you can put up points. Deion Waiters was one of those and not really impact winning at all, right? You can do that. Hell, we had Ben Gordon here for a long time. Put up some points, was great for this Bulls team. As soon as he went somewhere else, kind of fell off. Right. And again, another undersized player that was more height than size. Imani Bates is more size. But all I'm saying is this. Imani Bates still does have tremendous upside. And it could be that the Bulls you end up looking at. And Imani Bates and Julian Phillips are always going to be compared in some Bulls fans minds. But here's what I'll say right now. We don't know. And I would I personally and this isn't just because the Bulls draft him with his defensive ability. I would trust Julian Phillips to be an overall basketball, better basketball player than Imani Bates right now because of his physical limitations. Julian Phillips, you don't have to work, worry about the physical aspect of it. Physicality, he got. Defending, he got. Shooting, it looked like he may have it more than what we initially thought. But you have to be able to defend in this league as well. And so, and I'm not one of those people who look at somebody just because they're able to score and think, hey, that, that means they're going to be this huge NBA prospect. We'll end up seeing. Story ain't written on that yet. But make sure you guys follow the show. That's my time for today. Follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.